and hello everybody everybody hello the song that you're listening to is on uh, the nature <laughs> go ahead you yeah go. uh on the nature of daylight this is by uh lorenz dangle dangel i just butchered the shit out of that mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> max richter um orchestra this song was featured in the film arrival and has been featured in a uh, lot of other movies uh, what's the name of that movie uh the movie that had leonardo DiCaprio as a crazy guy oh uh the aviator <laughs> i guess he's played crazy a lot uh, it was the one that he was a detective but uh oh um sunlight house the house? island something island uh shutter island shutter island it was on shutter island and it was also on this movie called uh disconnect this movie uh to be honest i've seen uh all three of these movies and I seriously believe that Arrival used this song better than all other ones did because uh, I really felt it was like it was I really felt the emotion when this song was being played because um, I mean to this day I'm which is only like a couple of days after I saw the movie I still think of that little girl I'm like damn to know that she's gonna die especially when the violin come in like this spoiler alert shit <laughs> god and damn sp- it and speaking of spoiler alerts <laughs> <laughs> on this episode, we're going to talk about spoiler alerts and how to use them um, when it comes to movies, TV shows, uh, special events. We also give our review of the movie Arrival and we give uh, our review of the movie Doctor Strange. We went over our throwback flick of the week, which was Heavyweights, available on Netflix. And we went over the trailers for Ghost in the Shell and Valerian, The City of a Thousand Planets you enjoy stay tuned and sorry for being spoiled yeah but enjoy this violin (laughs) just enjoy it Everybody, everybody, hello, and welcome to We Synced It. I Synced It. Yes, it is a weekly podcast that focuses in on movies, TV, and all the entertainment in between. I am one of your hosts, Pat. And this is Kev. And how is everybody doing on this lovely November (laughs) holiday (laughs) Eve? Eve. (laughs) Birthday Eve. It's your birthday Eve. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Today is a good day. It's a new world that we're living in. This is the first week of uh, of Trump's uh, election. He uh, the well, he's not president, president yet. Yeah, but the president elect. This is like the first week of uh, this whole transition yeah. period. And um, I, that look that Trump had when he met uh, Barack Obama, when he was in the White House when they were sitting down. I know that look. That's when you're when you're at a job that you're <laughs> you are underqualified for. I know that look heavily. To me, it was more of a look like um, you got in a fight or in an argument with your coworker, mm-hmm. and now you both have to sit down oh. <laughs> and like look at each other. <laughs> and you're like, oh, shit. But you don't want to come off as like, you know. The bad guy? Yeah. That, that's how I took it. <laughs> it's funny, man. That, I'm, yo, you know what? I know there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, there's a lot of protesters out there. I commend them. For the most part, they're high schoolers, so their protest are is is valid because they're not able to vote 
<laughs> so since they're not able to vote, what is happening to them? They're basically blaming us, us uh, adults, for what's happening. And all I can say is, um, hey, everybody got the raw end of the deal. Nobody on either side of the parties or any just we're not even talking about movies, but nobody on the either side of the parties liked their candidate. It was just that this was um, the Republicans. This was their Bernie Sanders and their Bernie Sanders got the office. <laughs> so more, more power to him. You know what I mean? But in other news, there's we a got, lot of things. We got some advanced screening passes that yes. we're gonna see. Yeah, we're gonna uh, watch after this podcast. Right after this podcast, we're gonna straight to the, we're going straight to the theater and watching uh, Bleed for this, starring uh, Miles Teller. That yeah, we got tickets for, so we're excited about that. Yeah, we, we you know what we might uh Facebook live after the movie just to see uh, you know just throw out our reviews on it, spoiler free reviews on it just to show you guys how uh how it feels, how 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 the movie was because. I'm looking forward to it because um, this guy has done a lot of things, Miles Teller, that there's out of all the movies that he's done, there's only one movie that I really didn't enjoy, and that was Fantastic Four. I just uh, I couldn't get into it. But I don't think that was his fault, though. I, was think that was, I don't think that was his fault. I think that you got to blame the director and the writer for that. It was, it was a mundane movie. Have you seen the interviews? That nobody knew what that movie was about. None of the actors exactly. or actresses knew what that, that movie was about. That means it wasn't communicated well to them. That's the director's job. You got to direct yeah. people. I heard that the director came in on set sometimes drunk. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, at least at least a hangover. <laughs> you coming in drunk, that means that you, <clears throat> yo, you only drank like an hour ago. The, at least an hour ago. So you just coming in drunk mean that you're still, you're still popping them back, which is a, that's a no-no. Horrible, but uh, Miles Teller was great in, in uh, Whiplash. Yeah, um, we look forward to seeing him in this movie. Um, the story itself looks pretty cool. I mean, this is based off of a uh, Vinny Pazienza, Yay. the Pasmanian Devil, that as they called him. Um, he was a boxer that basically was involved in a near fatal car accident, leaving his neck broken, and he ends up training back into boxing shape, box boxing shape, and you know. I mean, what Starts else happened? Kicking. I mean, this is a... Well, well I don't know. We're going to find out. I don't yeah, really know much about the story. That's the only the thing I know about the story. So we're going to find out tonight. Um, on today's episode, we are going to focus on two films that we saw. Well, actually, one film that I that we both saw. Mm-hmm. The other film, Pat saw, and he's going to review it. Two movies that we're going to review today is Arrival and Doctor Strange. Yes. So let's go ahead and start with Arrival. Pat, what do you think about Arrival? I <clears throat> love the movie. So far, this uh, fall, I have to put that movie as the number one movie of the fall season. It was one of those movies that I could not contain myself as soon as I found out what the fuck is happening. I had to look at the people who were next to me and just like hit them in the shoulder like, yo, <laughs> yo. Like I would just hit them in the shoulder and you know, they were you know, they were like, yo, I see what you're fucking talking about. We were just watching the movie and it was amazing. It was so subtle. The movie was a slow burn. I was saying that like as when I was leaving the movie theater, the movie was a slow burn to a T because I found myself while I was watching the movie uh, looking at my my watch about I would have to say like three or four times doesn't mean that it was a bad movie that I looked at my watch it was just that you know after coming from the summer which all these movies in the summertime are just like so high impact so uh, fast cooking I'm talking about like fast food kind of uh, movies that 
you watch a movie that's a slow burn, you know, I'm not used to it because I'm just uh, transitioning, uh, for lack of a better word. I'm transitioning to the fall season and to, uh, I think they call this the Oscar season yeah. around right now. And this movie was the best. It was like, this is the best way to transition to it because this movie was, uh, it has subtle, it had subtle hints. It had me uh, reflecting on previous scenes before just to be like, oh my gosh. Is this what happened? I have to, to be honest, I have to watch the movie again just so I can uh, soak in some more of these uh, these juices from this mill that, uh, what's the director's name? I forgot his name. Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, Denis Villeneuve just brought upon us. And I seriously believe that, uh, I know that this movie's not going to get no Oscar buzz. I just know. I know because um, movies like this really don't get Oscar buzz, but... Um, People's Choice. I don't even think this movie would get a People's Choice. I don't even think that. But in my heart, man, um, you won. <laughs> to me, uh, so far, this movie is the movie to beat. And I know that some other movies probably going to get those nominations and some shit. But I know one thing it is going to get nominated for, Best Script. Because that's the throwaway category. That's what I believe. That's the throwaway category. Hmm. Um. This is, I think this is definitely one of the top films I've seen all year. Mm. I would definitely put it in my top five of the year. This is one of those movies that <clears throat> I was talking about the film as I was exiting the theater. Mm-hmm. like, And I wouldn't stop talking about the film. And then the next day, my wife and I were still talking about it. Yeah. Still talking about little clues and hints. And then several days later... You and I were hanging out at my job and we were talking about yeah. the movie and talking about certain <laughs> scenes. And so when I think a movie causes that much discussion, it's just a good film, period. You yeah. can't you can't really argue too much about it. Yeah, maybe it wasn't the perfect film, but um, it's 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 one of those movies that's really thought provoking visually. It's it's a really beautiful movie to yeah. see. Like the cinematography was really nice. Um this director does these camera tricks and these tricks to to bend your mind so subtly that you don't notice it at first. But then at the end of the movie, when everything comes together, yeah. I think that's what hits you um, really hard. I do agree the movie was a slow burner, but all of his movies are slow burners. Yeah. If you look at Prisoners, if you, Sicario, I think, was is like, I think one of my top 10 favorite films of the ten past 10 years. And Sicario is a slow burner. The suspense is there. Would you would you call it a yeah. slow burn? I wouldn't call it a slow burn. I would not call that movie a fast paced film. I would call all. that movie like it's um. I would call that movie like a five course meal. And, oh yeah, it's a five course meal, but you don't rush through that five course no, meal. You, don't. you you eat through those meals because you want to savor every little bite. But it starts off. That movie starts off like really high, exactly, like real high intense, and then a boom. It just goes to talking. And then there's another, there's that other moment. Um, we'll give you some little spoilers, but there's that other moment with the interrogation. Mm-hmm. But you never see the interrogation. Yeah. But you just see the water going through the drain, and there was some. That was kind of like, oh but, shit, what's happening there? But all these things are happening, but they're mm-hmm. not even like on screen. I, but no, like they're not even. They haven't even gotten to the drug, the drug kingpin yet. Right. You get what I mean? You never see him. You, you never, never see him, him until like the last like two minutes of the movie. So right. it takes a while to get there, but. That's how skillful this director is, is that it takes a long time to get to the resolution. But that journey is filled with tension, filled with suspense, keeps you at the edge. 
So, yeah, I think, honestly, if if I made a list of my favorite directors, Christopher Nolan is obviously my first, because everybody that knows me knows I love Christopher Nolan. But this guy, I got to give him second place. I like the way that what he does is um, in his movies, he will be telling a story, but then there'll be a parallel story that's yes. being told. Yeah. Because um, in Sicario, he was telling the story about this uh, woman cop who is, uh, they need her. You don't understand why they why they need her. They just say, oh, you know, you're good at your job, so won't you come with us? Later on in the movie, I'm not going to give you no fucking spoilers, but later on in the movie, uh, you find out why they really needed her. But while they're telling the story about her, they're telling the story about this one guy who, um, he lives in Mexico, and you see him putting on his uniform. You think that he's a cop. He's over here talking to his, to his son, whatever. They never playing soccer. He was watching TV with his son. They were eating breakfast and everything. And you don't know what the fuck is happening to this story with this guy. But my my whole thought when, when they brought up this guy, I'm like, yo, is he the drug lord? <laughs> yeah. Because like, he's living thing. in the slums, man. Yeah. I don't understand what he's doing. I thought thing. that was probably like a hideout. Yeah. Like he was just hiding. Yeah, because I'm like, I don't understand what the, why are they, like they're just flashing back. But it's not really a flashback. It's just like. A, yeah, it's parallel, like you said. Yeah, yeah, it's parallel to it. And I'm like, I don't understand what's happening. And once that. Yeah, at the end, everything just, boom, it just pops up. It comes all together. Yeah. Um, he didn't really do it in Enemies. I don't really think he did it in Enemies, did well, he? He did. well, he did, but you find out that it's actually not a parallel story. So, for those who haven't seen Enemy, Enemy stars Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, he finds out by watching a videotape one night that there's an actor out there who looks exactly like him mm-hmm. and um, is living this life that he kind of wants. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that lavish Hollywood lifestyle or whatever. And he confronts that other person and ends up living that person's life. And they kind of like switch roles. Mm-hmm. We've all seen that type of story. And then you find out he is that guy. That's yep. that. It's, it's actually not a parallel story. It's told in a parallel way. But it's actually a singular story. Yeah. Which I thought was pretty cool because I've never seen anything like that. Maybe there are movies that influenced This guy it, might but be the first. He might be uh, the M. Night Shyamalan of uh, this. Uh, I'm not going to say this generation because yeah. M. Night Shyamalan is this generation. M. Night Shyamalan of this uh, decade, yeah. possibly. I just hope that people just don't get get wise to what he's doing because then that's when... The people are going to start spoiling his movies earlier. Like, oh, I think he's going to have some crazy ass twist. Don't look for the twist. Yeah. Just let it happen. Yeah. Just just let just it enjoy happen. It. Yeah. Um, let's see. So any interesting facts about this movie? I mean, oh, uh, camera trick. Oh, you talking about the, camera tricks? Yeah. The direct, uh, the cinematographer or DP or what's another name for him? Uh, yeah. Uh, he did a marvelous job. There was a lot of there was a lot of uh, dolly ins, dolly out, slow ones. I'm talking about crawls. You 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 probably wouldn't really notice it. Yeah, you, you have to look at the the edge of the screen and just see that things are just slowly dollying in, which which to me was pretty awesome because um in the beginning of the movie um when you were going inside. You're you're going inside a uh, uh, Amy Adams' house. It was a slow dolly in just to show that you're going inside of her world, kind of thing. Like it's um, I forgot what they told me in school. When you dolly in on on uh, on this, on a, on an establishing shot, 
is to basically show that okay this means that you're entering this person's world and they're going to show you something that shows a little vulnerability to them right and in the beginning of the movie now nah, i can't i'm basically going to spoil it for you i just want you guys to just watch the movie <laughs> but just watch the dollies just watch them just if you watch the dollies and under and try to understand the story you got to watch it again you got to watch the movie twice because uh with the camera tricks and the actual story those those are also two parallels that are just playing so well with each other and the extreme close-ups that are being uh that he uses effortlessly which are fucking awesome because um there's nothing better than a extreme close-up um who 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 doesn't do a string close-up real well? Michael Bay. I, I was going to say that, man, <laughs> but I was like, you know, because the things with his his extreme close-ups is that there's no story being told with it. You know, that's that's Michael Bay's problem, which is not really his problem because that's his success. That's his, you know, it, he uses these camera angles and everything not to tell a story. It's just to he make things look nice. He doesn't really want to tell a story with his uh, camera angles or anything like that. It's just to make things look nice. Like um, that one iconic scene is where the in Transformers 1 where one of the androids, androids, one of the Transformers is jumping over a woman's uh, head. And there's a, uh, what is that? Uh, there's a, a shot that the camera just goes right underneath her. And she's screaming and she's looking up in the sky. Mm-hmm. And you just see that the robot is just jumping over her head. He does like a little tuck and roll. He blocks the shot that's about to hit her, and then he gets up and shoot. Which could you really tell a story with that that one shot? No, <laughs> that shot could have been shot any other way, and it would have just been just as nice. Because to be honest, the visuals just tells itself. But I, I am happy that he did use that shot. There's one shot that he uses constantly in movies. He used it in Bad Boys. He used it in Transformers. It's the one that is going from room to room. It's a 360 shot where the camera's just going in a complete circle from room to room. And you just see, like, there's action happening, which to me is a pretty cool-ass move. And I remember being in college and people wanted to to recreate that. But we never had the rig to do that. (laughs) And people wanted to do the thing handheld. I'm like, it's not going to work. It's going to be real shaky. It's going to be real shaky. But you know what? Fuck it. Let's do it. (laughs) Um, another thing is, um, this is a very different uh, science fiction film. Yeah, from what we're used to. Mm-hmm. This, I think, reminded me more of like Close Encounters of the Third Kind, where mm-hmm. it wasn't about like an alien invasion and then we go into war and then it felt like it. It felt like it was l- going into that direction, and then you find out no, this is a different type of uh, science fiction film. So I, it was to me for the science fiction genre, just like a fresh breath of air. It was. Yeah. Um, just a different approach was, which was really cool. Um, so for those of you who haven't seen it, please go watch it. Uh, this movie had a budget of 47 million so far. It's only made 34 million really in the box office. You would think yeah, that it was this number movie- three. Yeah, it was number three. Cause, um, Disney came out with troll. That was number one. I believe what was number two. Was it Medea? Was it Medea? It was probably maybe Doctor Strange was up there. Oh, okay, yeah, I forgot Doctor Strange came out, which that's the next movie that, that I'm going to review. <laughs> but um, okay, we could jump into. So, what do you think about Doctor Strange? Because I haven't uh, seen it. Let's jump into the Strange. Um, now, I enjoyed the movie. I thought it was. Uh, I already told you that I'm not a f- real fan of Benedict Cumberbatch's uh, 
accent, American accent. It took me by surprise. Um, I didn't know he was going to have a, uh, an English accent, American English accent, but uh, he did. And it. Have you ever seen House that had that other British guy? His accent felt just like that guy's. And I'm not really a fan of House because I know that guy speaks uh, great English, punctual English, uh, the Queen's language, let me call it that. And other than that, the movie was fun. It was fun to watch. I'm not I'm not a I'm not a I'm also not a fan of the fact that people are saying that oh yeah, I could see him being the new Tony Stark. Come on now. Let's let's He's not going to be the new Tony Stark unless they do like uh, some type of uh, magical Avengers cuz I think there is something like that but He's not going to, you can't replace Tony Stark. There's certain characters in Avengers that you just can't replace. Captain America, you can't replace him. Tony Stark, you can't replace him. Um, Yeah, uh, I can't really think. Oh, Spider-Man, you can't replace him. But uh, there's certain things that you just can't replace. The movie was, um, oh, this that movie also has something to do with time. Actually, I just gave a spoiler for the other movie, but <laughs> <laughs> but this movie also has something to do with time. Uh, it has something to do with uh, Infinity Gauntlet with one of the Emeralds and stuff. Uh, yeah, I'm just so into Arrival that this movie just <laughs> pales in comparison because, I mean, I really wasn't in the mood to watch uh, Doctor Strange. As I said before. Before I went to go see the movie, I tried to watch the... There was a cartoon that came out, a cartoon movie about Doctor Strange that came out, I'll say, four or five years ago. I tried to watch it. I watched 15 minutes of it. I'm like, all right, I'm over this. <laughs> Which is basically... That, that movie was about his... Uh, his uh, What you call it? His coming-of-age story, whatever they call that kind of movie. But I, I watched it, and I'm like, nah, I'm not into Doctor Strange. The movie came... The, the trailers came out. I saw the first trailer, and everybody said it's going to be like Inception. Which, hell no, is nothing like Inception. Nothing at all. I saw the first trailer, didn't watch a trailer after that. Didn't watch it. Uh, as soon as the movie came out, I was like, you know, I'm going to watch this movie because it's a Marvel movie. Um, I watched the movie. I enjoyed it. Maybe the fact that I enjoyed it is because I didn't watch any of the trailers. I just watched it after trailer one. I just watched it and uh, I was into it. But uh, for the most part, I think he's a nice addition to the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. I do like uh, the two end credit scenes that they showed. Those were pretty cool. Actually, the the last one was, uh, I guess they were just revealing another villain that he might have. But I don't think of this guy as a villain. I think of him more as um, a Red Hood kind of character. Okay. which Whereas... Uh, He's not really a bad guy. It's just that he's like uh, an anti-hero. Yeah, an anti-hero kind of guy. Like I'm a do, I'm a do me kind of guy. So he's a Drake. He's a Drake kind of guy. Um, and that's it. I'm looking forward to him being in the whole, uh, what the, the Infinity Infinity War. Infinity War. Looking for him being in there. Um, he also has some TV work, so maybe his budget. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's budget may not be as big for them to actually put him in like uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He might be in that. And I would really, really, for the love of God, can someone put like one of these Marvel characters in 
like Daredevil or um, <clears throat> Luke Cage or fucking um, what's the other girl's name? What's that broad's name? Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones. Put put put. I just need to be like, oh snap! Hey, look at you. Even I mean, it doesn't have to be Samuel Jackson. It doesn't have to be him because I know he'll you know he'll basically do anything just just for the cash flow. Just put. I would like to see like Thor just flying overhead or something. Or Hawkeye like, or something. Or Hawkeye or something. Come on. You got, come on, Disney. You got the money. Yeah, I got the money. Just be like, all right, you know, we need you for like two episodes. Hawkeye would be a dope ass character to put in uh, uh, Daredevil. I think. I, I believe. Because, I mean, he doesn't have any powers. All he can do is just shoot arrows. Daredevil bar- barely has any powers. I mean, he, he got balance. I think that's what his power is. And, um,. And that's my that's my two cents on uh, <laughs> on Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> oh, I mean on Doctor Strange. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, let's get into uh, some throwbacks. We haven't done throwbacks in a oh, while. Yeah, Even yeah. though, if you think about it, the whole month of October was kind of throwback because yeah. all we did was talk about older horror movies. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, Pat. Mm. What uh, what throwback film have you seen recently? Uh, my recent throwback pick is uh, Heavyweights. I saw that movie. I, I think it was either Saturday or Friday. Watched that movie, and I believe that um, that is Ben Stiller's best work. <laughs> it was because uh, he played. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> he played uh, two characters in that movie. Uh, he played uh, the guy who. Who purchased the the actual camp at the end of the movie? Who the dude who's wearing like one of those uh, like a track suit? Yeah, the track suits, which that was fucking hilarious. And then uh, he played uh, the actual trainer, which, which was his son. Which was his son, which was hilarious because <laughs> the scenes that he does the the one scene that uh <laughs> the one scene that uh that caught my eye is when uh. When the guy, when they were all on the top of the hill and they were saying stuff like, oh, can you do 10 push, uh, pull-ups? No, was it sit-ups with your eyes uh, blindfolded? And he was like, come on, yeah, I could do that. And then he started to do it, and then they put a blindfold over his eyes. And then when he came, when they took the blindfold off, he had, like, cheeks in his face, like somebody's ass was in his face. And he was so mad, he just said, oh, my God. <laughs> And he said that, I, I, yo, I remember being a little kid watching that, and then he did some move, like some karate move, that he with his fingertips, with his fingertips, and he hit the back of his knees, hit the back of the dude's knees, and then made his knees bend. Yeah, he said, he said "Oh my god!" <laughs> he hit the back of his knees, and he took off. He was rust. He was running him. It was running after him, dude. I was cracking up that scene and the scene where. He was in the prison. He was talking to the British guy. He was talking to the British kid. He says, here's a kiss for you. <laughs> Dog, the movie. That's his best fucking work, man. Because that shit had me going. I could. He, he, gave, he gave the kid a kiss or whatever. Just so he can get him close. <laughs> oh, this is a, I, I found this cool video really quick on YouTube. It's his greatest hits. His oh. greatest moments. Oh, my gosh. Mmm. Can you smell it? What? No. There's a life force in here tonight. 
I see what? No. Potential. I see a famous rap artist. Being an only child. Oh, that was also funny. He's oh. like, I see this, I see that. When he says the famous rap artist, he points at Keenan Thompson. <laughs> uh, Keenan Thompson's like, what? Because I'm black? Like, he's like, yo, uh, they didn't show and, then he, and then he points at the British kid. He's like, I see the next president of the United States. And some <laughs> other kid's like, he's British. <laughs> yo, that was Educated the same scene. Educated entirely by private tutors my whole life. He was running down trying to get those, those claps. <laughs> high fives. And, and nobody was, was giving him high fives except one person. <laughs> I'm looking forward to interacting with children for the first oh time. Oh my god. I'm gonna teach you. And I bet you might teach me a little something also. Those of you from Western Pennsylvania probably know my father, Tony Perkis Sr., the lighting fixture king. All the lights you'll see around this camp have been donated by him. But I'm gonna do old dad one better. I'm not gonna give you a light. I'm gonna show you the light. Hey, who wants to be on TV? Huh? <laughs> That's Kenny the cameraman. At age 12, I weighed 319 pounds. I eat success for breakfast. Oh my God. With skim dude. milk. That is <laughs> out of here, mister. Come on, you devil. Oh, <laughs> Yo, you know this movie was um, it was written by uh, Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. He did a uh, 40-year-old version. Oh, Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. He makes a cameo in the movie. Does he really? I saw his name it pop up in the credits, but I don't know what scene it is. It said something something played by Judd Apatow. You know, he was probably in the other camp. Let's go get our hands dirty. <laughs> now, I was watching this movie last night, um, and I kind of came up with my own fan fiction. In my fan fiction world, uh-huh. after he leaves that camp, he changes his name mm-hmm. and becomes the villain oh. of Dodgeball. <laughs> that is good. Because that, that is that basically the same character. <laughs> hey, the but same. He, just, he just becomes more more dickish. Uh, <laughs> but he changes his name out of uh, out of embarrassment and becomes the guy from Dodgeball. <laughs> And if you want to go even further, mm. I would say one of the camp counselors or whoever ends up becoming Vince Vaughn or something. Oh, that can make sense. <laughs> but they're both the same age, so it kind of would be weird. But if Ben Stiller was an older character, I would put like one of the camp campers mm-hmm. that turns into Vince Vaughn. And he's just kind of like, he just accepts who he is. He doesn't care. Could have been the tall one. <clears throat> yeah. They're that tall, uh, what you call it. Camper who's uh, he's not that big, but <laughs> it's fucking funny, man. If you guys haven't watched that movie, it's on Netflix. <laughs> um, it's a good watch. <laughs> I, I swear to God, it's a good watch. Yeah. It's called Heavyweights, and it has like half of the Mighty Ducks in it. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um, but uh, <clears throat> I think yeah, definitely one of Ben Stiller. I think that movie was awesome because of Ben Stiller. Like oh, if yeah. it didn't have Ben Stiller, it wouldn't be nah, as good as it, it wouldn't was. Have. It wouldn't have. I mean, the whole thing with the breaking the glass and walking <laughs> on it. <laughs> and then he tried to he tried to backflip out of the situation and then, oh my gosh, man. Or when he was telling the kids, oh, you want to go play? Let's go play. And then he jumps off the cliff yeah. onto that branch and he's doing like pull-ups and shit. And they're like, what the fuck? Just oh, a really, really funny movie. Oh. Uh, so Heavyweights, check it out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, Weather throwbacks. Last night I was watching like a freaking Polly Shore marathon. I was watching Encino <laughs> Man. That's on uh, 
Netflix, Son-in-Law, which is also in Netflix. Yeah, kudos, Netflix, on bringing the, bringing the 90s back, <laughs> for real. All you just need is to get a contract with uh, Nickelodeon, and then we can get some uh, Our Real Monsters, some uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark, and even uh, Animorphs. Wait, but wasn't it you that you, you put up a link that mm. Are You Afraid of the Dark was coming to Netflix? Yeah, but that's uh, January. Okay. That's in January. I it's can't not, wait for that. Yeah, but I still want some. I mean, at least Wild and Crazy Kids. Oh, my God. Just bring that show. If you bring that show, all I'm not really sure how many seasons it was. I used to just watch it. All the game shows from Nickelodeon, if you just bring those back, I just really want to watch those things. But I'm starting to notice that a lot of TV shows are coming out with their own apps. So I really have a feeling like what's going to happen is... um. <clears throat> There's just gonna be a you're just gonna have a whole shitload of apps on your your TV, your Apple t- TV, your uh, your Xbox, your PlayStation, all these boxes that you guys have of just channels. Like uh, I can see Nickelodeon doing it. I mean Disney's already doing it. I believe they're already doing it. CW's doing it. Uh, Fox is doing it. CBS. All these different channels are doing it. So eventually, I mean they might kick Netflix to the curb. We're not even sure. <laughs> I hope not because I'm fully invested in Netflix <laughs> right now, having everything to go. What else we do we have? Um, <clears throat> oh, I actually wanted to ask you, now that we're on this podcast, mm. what do you think of uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I've already, uh, what you call it, man, uh, that movie... That's the one with the lady with the eyebrows from Suicide Squad, right? Yep. I'm not a fan of her eyebrows, as I said before. I'm not a fan of her. the eyebrows? The eyebrows are way too big for her. It's like she's bold. It's like her it's like her body is italic and her eyebrows are bold. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It just doesn't make any sense, man. It just doesn't make any sense. I um I, I watched the trailer. And she has a she has a nice face, but every time I see it, it's like boom, my eyes are guided straight to my eyebrows. <laughs> but beside that point, uh, <laughs> that director, he's done The Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. He has done uh, what other fantastic movie has he done? The uh, The Professional. The Professional. That's it. <laughs> Lucy, started off great. Didn't he do Run Lola Run? Nah. No, no, nah, I don't think he did that. Well, maybe he did. No, if he did, that's three movies that he's done. I feel like he did excellent. do that one. But he did Lucy. He came out with Lucy. The movie started out well, and then I would say around the third act, it just fell apart. For some reason, it just seemed like they rushed him or something, and the movie just fell apart. I'm not really sure if it if it fell apart because of him or just because of uh, production issues, but it just felt like they just had to rush to finish it and yeah. i know what a rush project looked like because i've been in rush project oh, situations yeah we've done plenty <laughs> when you're in film school oh yeah a lot of your you projects do a lot of are stuff rushed. That, uh, we can't do it uh, we only have this house for the next 15 minutes says, like, Yo, but we gotta shoot like <laughs> fucking five scenes and we gotta edit it and burn it onto a dvd because it's due tomorrow at 10 a.m yeah so it's like <laughs> all right well say so, well we're just gonna have the person die here and uh, they're just going to kiss and make up. But they hate each other. They're going to kiss and make up. All right. All right. I guess that's what's happening. <laughs> so 
It just seemed like it was a rush project. Um, Limitless was a lot better than Lucy. Even they came around, they came out around the same time, but I think they both had the same concept. I think uh, Limitless was more of a better delivery. Uh, this movie, I heard that the book was a bestseller. It came out years ago. This, <clears throat> you said this book was uh, Star Wars was based off of some of the some of this book, right? Someone told me that. No, it wasn't. I me. think it was Chris who told me. He it's, said that, it's based off of like a famous old, really old graphic novel. Um, yeah, Chris. Chris told me that he said, "Yeah, some Star Wars was based off of this book." So I'm like, "Okay, cool." One of the coolest scenes in the trailer that I saw was um, when I actually saw the city, which looked like um, the city that I seen in Fifth Element, uh, <laughs> Judge Dredd. Um, what other movie has I've, have I seen like these cities that are just when well, you, you got flying cars and stuff like that, and we're just levels to it. Um, Star Wars, they had cities like that. It was a whole bunch of. I, I love watching that. Even uh, God damn it, I forgot Blade the name. Blade Runner, that movie. It, it reminds me of that, and I'm all I'm all into that kind of stuff. I would really like to see a movie that take place in the city. Maybe this might happen. In this movie, but um, <clears throat> I'm not. I'm gonna watch it, but unless she do something with those eyebrows, man, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's her iconic look. Bold italic. What's her name? <laughs> Italically bold. Uh, I forgot her name, but not because she no. has a unique name. Oh, she's not American. She is. But she. She, she got big eyes though, and I like big. I like big eyes. Cara Delevingne. Yeah, she she got big eyes, and I'm I'm a fan of big eyes. But oh wait, no, she's from London. She's from London. Oh, so she got British accent. I mean, <clears throat> her character choices are whoa. Like when she wanted to be that voodoo girl in Suicide Squad, she didn't have to gyrate her body, but I understand that she wanted to do that. She should have took classes before she did it. Maybe she just thought that she could do it on the spot. That's one of those things that you just you, you think you got it kind of stuff. It's like uh, it's like when you're going to a party and you haven't danced in a long time, and some and uh, someone asks you to get on the dance floor, and next thing you know, you realize that Jesus Christ, <laughs> this uh, dancing is not like it used to be. <laughs> I think her gyrating. I think she's around too many yes men, and she hasn't been around a lot of people saying damn. You're doing a terrible job at this. I'm, what I'm interested about the movie is, you know, we've seen movies that are based off of American graphic novels. We've seen movies based off of uh, British graphic novels like um, V for Vendetta and things uh-huh. like that. We've seen Japanese graphic novels. This, I don't think it's the first, but it'll be my, I think, my first like time seeing a movie based off of a French graphic novel. Because the graphic novel is French. Oh, okay. So I just, I, I kind of want to see it. To see just their style of sto- uh, storytelling, they have a French director directing it, so it's it's a good combo. Um, I'm not sure how the French people are taking the fact that it's stars two well, non-French actors. So but. far, I mean, the French are killing it. Arrival, that director is French. Well, he's French Canadian, yeah. but he still he talks with a French accent. Yeah. He's killing it. Um, <clears throat> and I mean, French. What they what they give us. I forgot what they gave uh, television and TV uh, and movies. They gave them a, a style of shooting. I forgot the name of it. Um, oh, film noir. 
Noir is French. <laughs> yeah, they gave us the film Noir. I think. Uh, well, America perfected it with the whole uh, detective and all that other shit kind of drama and stuff like that. I know. I hope Chris, if he if he listening to this, just tell me where I'm wrong at. But uh, <laughs> but um, there's a lot more things that um, <clears throat> the French have given us. They've given us. Um, I'm going to say the Dutch angle, but the Dutch have given us the Dutch angle. There's a lot of stuff that the French have given us. I for, I haven't been in class, so I haven't done those shots in a long time. So it's uh, it's a good look. I'm, You know, I might be shocked by this movie. I'm not really sure. But I know one thing. There's three people who are in this movie. I mean, one the director, he did a bad movie with Lucy. The, the guy who's in this movie... Uh, he did a terrible job in Spider-Man. And this chick was just in Suicide Squad. So that's the trifecta of a bad movie that's about to come out Oh, and, and what was it that you said about Rihanna? Oh, and Rihanna's <laughs> in the movie. Who, she hasn't come out with a great movie yet. Or a good movie yet. She was in Battleship, which I still haven't seen. All I know, I just remember her screaming off a boat. Something like that. I don't know what the fuck she was screaming, but she was screaming some shit off of a boat. She was on a, she was on a 50 cow... And she was shooting at the sky. I remember the trailer. She was on the 50 cal shooting at the sky. And she was like, and I was like, what? What, what did she say? What? I didn't know what she said, but I don't know. You sounded like an old man. That's what she sounded like. Dude, pull it up. Pull up Battleship. And you're going to see Rihanna's in the trailer. I think it was the first trailer that came out for it. And she said something like, and she was looking at the sky, shooting a 50 cal. Not sure if she hit anybody or was she trying to hit anybody. But, um, well, that's the only movie that I remember her from. But I, I realized that this this director does like to use, like, uh, he, he likes to use, like, artists in his movies. He likes to use, like, he, he likes to throw out people who, who you really wouldn't see in the movie. Right. Like uh, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. <laughs> yeah, because, yo, Chris Tucker, man, he stole those fucking scenes that he was in as, uh, I'm about to call him Corbin Dallas, when he was Ruby Rod. <laughs> and you know what? I seriously believe that he got a lot of black people into sci-fi just by Chris Tucker being in there. And I'm not sure if that was his, uh, his plan, but, I mean, I was already in the sci-fi, but I know a lot of people who I can relate to on science fiction based off of Fifth Element and how much they like it and they really enjoy Chris Tucker's character. Even though some people say that that character is kind of a feminine, but uh, he was doing some non-feminine things to that uh, stewardess in that plane, so I don't know <laughs> what the hell they're talking about, but it was still funny. Yeah, I'm going to pull up the trailer. Oh, you pull it up? Because <laughs> I can't find that specific scene, but... It, it has to be in there. What we're listening to or we're watching right now is the battleship. Sir, battleship trailer that nobody has seen. I don't think nobody's seen Where did we movie. find it? Just fished him right out of the water. What the French toast? Did you go? Did you show Rihanna? Weapons tight. All right, we show a ship. When everything loaded. Oh, Liam Neeson was in this movie. Yeah, I forgot he was in that movie. Dude, how are you supposed to battle that? What 
tell you, man. It just seems like if you're not in the U.S., your 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 city's gonna get fucked up, man. Why didn't they just kill us off? What the hell are you doing? Is to this us? the trailer that I saw? Those ships could do this. Well, on the the clip art, it had Rihanna on the gun. Oh, okay. so that's why so I'm assuming they're gonna show it here. If they don't, I'm gonna be really pissed. What are your orders? We're not going down without a fight. <laughs> oh, that's some cliche shit right there, for real. You sunk my battleship. Oh, they didn't show they didn't it. Show it. They didn't show what it. What a waste of fucking time. And that's and that's another reason, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen, why you should never watch that movie. They just <laughs> gave they just psyched us with uh Rihanna on the fucking uh thumbnail. And they pretty much showed the whole movie in the in the trailer. All right, another movie that's based off of a graphic novel is yep. Ghost in the Shell. Oh right. Which is coming out, which uh, I think Pat is looking forward to and I'm so looking am I. Forward. I'm looking forward to the it. The visuals look amazing. It looked I've, amazing. I've watched the trailer like ten times. Did you watch the trailer that was supposed to they had the trailer for the Ghost in the Shell cartoon? They put a standby stand by each other like side by side oh, stand by. They no, put it side by that. side. It was like shot for shot. You should put that on Facebook. Yeah, I'll post that uh, today. Well, you guys will be seeing this yesterday. But uh, <laughs> so far, I mean, um, I know there was a lot of, uh, what would you call it, backlash? Or, yeah, backlash on this. Uh, they said there was whitewashing the movie because um, at first there was a lot of people who were saying that I can't believe that uh, they couldn't get an Asian person to play this part. And then there was a lot of lists that came out of Asian women who would be perfect to play Ghost in the Shell. Which I was like, okay. Yeah, you know, it is kind of fucked up that, uh, what you call it, America would uh, get a Chinese or a Japanese uh, anime and, uh, you know, get an American person to do it. Which, to me, is like basically, um, let's say, I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase it. I'm not saying what they're doing is right. But I'm just saying, look at it from their side. It's like uh, me, like, I'm okay, I'm buying your house, right? Uh -huh. I'm buying your house. And I'm like, oh, this is a nice house that you have here. Let's say that uh, I'm like, okay, well, I'm sold. I'm buying your house. Now, I'm putting my furniture in your house. And you say, nah, nah, you can't do that. What you have to do is uh, you got to take it as is, everything, everything. I want you to keep this Oh, I left a, a turd in the toilet, so you got to keep that. You got to keep everything. It's like, yo, but I can't put my, my own shit in that toilet. I can't put nothing in the, <laughs> I can't put none of my stuff in your house that I'm buying from you because it's going to be my house. Yeah, I know. It's going to be your house and everything, but you basically have to take everything that I have and you have to make it your own. What you're going to do, you can add more stuff to it, no problem, but it has to have all my stuff has to be the same. It's like, no, it, that's not how it works. That's not how that's not how Hollywood works. Like, um, there's a, there's just going to be a lot of opinions based on a lot of things. A lot of people are just going to be hurt or triggered is the new word on a lot of things. Like, uh, there's people who are triggered on the whole thing about uh, uh, Nick Fury being black or what else? 
any anybody being anything that's racially changing. Uh, some people got mad that um, Iron Fist is a white guy, which they didn't understand that Iron Fist was a white guy in the comic books. <laughs> so um, I, I guess they wanted him to be a, an Asian guy, which I mean, if they would have did that, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. It's just that after, dude, I've been on this earth for 32 years, and I realized something that um, you can't hate stuff until you finally see the shit happening. Because you don't know what's going to happen. Maybe they might change your mind or something. It comes with a lot of things. (laughs) A lot of things. (laughs) But I'm really looking forward to this movie. I've seen the trailer, and God damn it, it's Scarlett Johansson (laughs) with the One Piece. Scarlett Johansson would have in a One Piece, y'all. In a one piece. Let's let's uh let's face facts. It's gonna be dope. And there's only one person in that movie who looks out of place, and it's that dude who plays the guy with the glasses or with the with the weird fucking eyes. Have you seen it? He was at the like the tail end of the trailer. He has uh, a white uh he, he has a haircut like Guile from uh, uh oh, Street yeah, Fighter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was the only person who looked just out of place because I know for a fact that, that guy's supposed to be huge. I'm talking about like he's supposed to be uh, the Rock huge or let's say Batista from uh, Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy huge. And this guy, I'm like, you? (laughs) Yeah, man, bro, you out of place. Yeah, but um, I'm looking forward to the movie because shot for shot, the trailer looks just like the animated one. But you're talking to somebody who's not really... um, yeah, I watched Ghost in the Shell whenever it was on, but as soon as it starts to like die down in the episode, because there was a lot of talk in those episodes, I would, I would not hesitate to change the channel. I'm like, all right, we're done. Boom, I change the channel, and I may not even come back to it. The fact that this movie is coming out, I mean, they got me. Tickets sold right here, and it's gonna be in a uh, 3D. I don't know if I'm watching 3D, but I might watch an RPX so I can get a assigned seating. I know that that a whole uh, that face that you see with the red, that mask. Yeah, right? that's gonna be a popular Halloween costume. <laughs> Speaking of Halloween, oh, we already discussed that. Uh, there was a lot more. Um, I didn't see a lot of uh, Harley, Harley Quinn. Quinns this year, which um, I'm offended and I'm triggered by because I thought I was gonna see a lot more Harley Quinns this year, but I saw a lot more Elevens than I saw Harley Quinn. Which I'm ashamed. I'm I am ashamed, America. <laughs> what happened to my Harley Quinns, yo? What what am Harley Quinns at? Huh? Yeah, I, yeah, I ain't want to show up this year. All right, Elevens, Elevens. <laughs> Even on the rating system, yeah, I need Elevens. Come on, <laughs> come on now. But let's continue. What else? Uh, <laughs> what else do we got? Oh, we can talk about how. Uh, we want um, uh, <clears throat> how we want how spoilers should happen. What's the, what, the what are the rules? The rules to spoil uh, to spoilers because uh, we realize that there's some rules that are out there for spoilers and nobody um, follows it. Nobody follows them. But here <clears throat> on we synced it. Uh, we feel that everybody should be following these rules and. Uh, like just guidelines. Am I taking a picture? I think you just did. Getting a phone call. <laughs> yeah, here on we seen it. We're um, we really need to be focused on how to guide uh, 
you know, viewers' minds on spoiler-free content or spoiler content. And we're going to start off with movies. Let's say for a movie that uh, a big blockbuster movie like a Marvel uh, picture or something, I believe that the spoilers should be released. You should start telling people what it is based on personal conversations. When I'm saying personal conversations, when the movie comes out on Friday or let's say Wednesday, if you talk to that person on the day after and they still haven't seen it, in that conversation, if you ask them, yo, uh, hey, man, I'm down to see it again, or when are you going to watch it? If they said they're going to watch it that weekend, you are free for that following week to spoil the shit out of it because they didn't hold, they didn't hold their end of the bargain. That's my view. Oh, okay. Because you're like, yo, I thought you said you're going to watch it this, this weekend that passed. Well, I didn't get a chance. Well, you're going to get a chance to see it now. Watch me reenact every goddamn scene from this movie and you reenact every scene from that movie so the following week for movies even though what what the statistically what you're supposed to do like on on one website that i checked out they said that you're supposed to wait when the movie is released on dvd which is bullshit because that's three months that is three months that means every time you try to bring it up to somebody who has seen that movie if that person who hasn't seen that movie walks into that conversation that means you have to stop you have to stop whatever you're talking about just so you can save them. Nah, I'm sick and tired of, of what you call it, of what you call, like, let's say pandering to, uh, to this person who hasn't seen this movie. Is it financial reasons? No, because, yo, seriously, after a week, you could bootleg the movie if you wanted to. You could bootleg it. And on top of that, if you have, uh, if you have T-Mobile, if you have uh, AT&T, they do movie movie uh, Tuesdays. T-Mobile, I mean, AT&T, you can watch a movie. You and a person could watch a movie every Tuesday for free if you have uh, AT&T. You and a friend watch a movie. Oh, my God. If you don't do that, <laughs> you're done. Okay, so you know what? Maybe not, the fo- maybe not the following week. Maybe say on Wednesday. Start on Wednesday of the following week. So if you haven't watched it that weekend that came... You have Monday, Tuesday. On Wednesday, if you still haven't watched the movie, all bets are off. I'm sorry. It's just that's the way it is. All right. So what if it's a TV show? If it's a TV show. Now, I believe that if it's a TV show, you have... That should be 24 hours, you think? Should be a 24-hour grace period for a TV show? I think maybe 48 because... The thing is, is like some shows, like they're live, and then it takes them twenty four hours for to it to get be on, on demand. Ah, uh, got you. Um, okay, but okay, that's popular. Uh, but but TV the thing shows. about oh, okay, that's popular TV shows, like just like popular movies that we we're just talking about. Oh, but if it's something that's like a Netflix where the whole season's already there for it's accessible. For okay, everyone. if it's a whole season, that's if you okay now the whole season that might be a problem because. Not a lot of people will have like a lot of time to just watch, let's say, like six episodes or twelve. Yeah, to binge watch. So, for a whole season, I say let's give them a a, a solid month. You think? I think a, a solid month would be good for a whole season, like on Netflix or one of those uh, 
one of those binge watching TV shows that you can just. So what if it's a regular TV show? Something like like uh, weekly, like The Walking Dead. You, you say forty eight hours. You say twenty four. I say twenty four because I have Comcast, but you have Directv, and Directv takes forty eight hours. Yeah. Actually, say, I think no. I think Directv takes like a week. Nah. Yeah, because yeah, because remember the the episode that we saw here in my living room. That was already we, a week. It was a week. No, it wasn't even a week yet. But the reason why we saw it was because we saw it on the app. the app. On the app. The AMC. So see, you have to download the app. If you, you download the go app. Out of your, yeah, if you got to go out of your comfort zone, because nowadays, it's, it's usually, I know it's not even, you're not really even doing anything. It's not like you have to get up and go to a store or something like that. You just basically have to download something and do. But that right there alone it's like extra work compared to what you normally have to do. Uh, because what if you don't have enough space on your phone? What if you don't? There's what if your laptop runs slow? Like so, and on top of that, not a lot of people like to watch stuff on their phones or laptop. You want a big screen, especially to walk to watch The Walking Dead. So let's a, a week. A week is perfect. A week is perfect for a week and a day. <laughs> a week and a day. Even though. That means that you have to get off of every social media uh, platform because I, I'll i be damned if not one social media platform is not going to spoil it for you because there are people out there who, on the night of, they will spoil it for you. Like, if you didn't know that Glenn died on episode one of Walking Dead, there's a friend on your Facebook or your Instagram or your Snap who was like, damn, Glenn died. <laughs> And that's it. That's their only fucking message. That's it. Like, they have a message in months, but that's their only shit. Damn, Glenn died. Probably with a picture. Probably with a, <laughs> with a picture of him actually dying, and then that ruined it for you. Your whole little uh, situation that you were thinking that you're just going to watch it, it just fucking ruined it for you. So that's why I think about TV shows and uh, especially popular, popular TV shows should be, yeah. Yeah. Like Game of Thrones, oh man, I, I feel bad for people on the West Coast because I know they see that uh, three hours behind be behind us. If you have friends on the East Coast and you just moved to the West Coast, oh you're fucked. You're all kinds of fucked because <laughs> the spoilers that are gonna come out. It's gonna be ridiculous. Remember when Walking Dead had that that happened to him like uh, two seasons ago? That some uh, on the Walking Dead uh, Facebook that they posted up. Uh, who died? Someone died on The Walking Dead, and then they posted. Oh, it was when that girl died in the hospital when she got a head shot off. She didn't get a head shot off, but she got a hole in the head. They posted that up on uh, on The Walking Dead Facebook, but they totally forgot about the West Coast. <laughs> so people on the West Coast didn't know that she was going to die. Well, now you do. <laughs> well, now you do. And that just ruined it for, for everybody on the West Coast, which to me it was like, damn, I guess I'm sorry. <laughs> But, I mean, how bad is it? How bad is it? It can't be that bad to just spoil, like, a little something, something. Oh. But I think it's not bad for people like us who don't mind it. Some people really do mind it. Is that all they My really wife think? still did not know about Glenn dying. Like, she she hardly goes on but social she media. Watch. She hardly goes on social media. She had, she has, still hasn't seen this, this new season of The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. And then we were watching SNL. With Dave Chappelle, and he did that skit, and she was like, "What? What? 
<laughs> and, and Dave Chappelle said, we're going to recreate the scene when Glenn dies. And she was like, what? You know what? When I watched that, I was like, when I watched it, I was, I was thinking to myself like, oh boy, I hope nobody's seen. I hope everybody's seen that. <laughs> Ooh, man. But that is funny, man. Because, oh my gosh. Because, um, oh, there's another thing. What about movies that are about that based on like real life? Like the movie that we're about to go watch today. Oh, no. I think that you can spoil the shit out of that, right? Absolutely. Someone got mad that uh, was the Great Gatsby, the book that you had to read when you were in elementary school. Someone got mad that uh, <laughs> I love how you threw that in there. Yeah, as a reminder. Yeah, you had the to book read that, <laughs> that pretty much everyone has read. Yeah, in America, you had to read that book in elementary school. I remember. I think I was in the third grade, and I had to read that book. You had to read it in class, like everybody had to read a paragraph, and then you had to take it home. And you had to read it, and then you had to do a fucking report on it. I remember that shit. And everybody report was the same goddamn thing, which was like, what? What? <laughs> we couldn't even pick our own book, but that's beside the point. Everybody had to read that. Apparently, that's one of the one of like, if you pick one hundred of America's greatest books, that's one of them. Yeah, it's like a classic. Yeah, yeah but um, someone got mad on Facebook because they said that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character died in water. Because they were trying to compare Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, character from Titanic. And he said, oh, both situations, he died in water. It's like, and it's oh, I can't believe I haven't seen the movie yet. Motherfucker, you're 27 years old. <laughs> How the fuck have you not read the book? Well, I haven't read the book. How have you not read the book? Everybody's read. It's one of those things that. Like, how have you not read, like, Romeo and Juliet or... Dude, everybody know, And all those... There's jokes made about Romeo and Juliet that they both fucking died. There was only... They're only teenagers and shit like that. Come on. It was like... It was a whole bunch of stuff that you just... You're supposed to do before everything. And to me, it's like, come on. If it's something... If it's a movie that's based off of a book that came out years ago... I'm sorry, man. You just have to... <laughs> you gotta... I'm 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 gonna spoil it for you right when the trailer comes out. I'm like, oh, oh man, I just want to know how they're gonna do that death scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I read the book. I had to read it when I was in elementary school. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of that live action? Uh, Beauty and the Beast. Come on now. If you haven't seen the movie or read the book, I've never read the book, but I've seen the movie before. I can base, I can basically tell you what's gonna happen in the and movie. this live action version of it is mm. literally like shot by shot it's supposed to be like a recreation of the cartoon movie so it's like you've seen it already you already know what's gonna happen it's the same songs tale as old as time oh for real that it's the same I haven't seen the trailer <laughs> I haven't seen the trailers because I was like eh. somebody from work wanted me to they said oh what is because I guess I'm like the film guy at work or something said what do you think about the Beauty and the Beast trailer? And I was just like so not in the mood. I was like, you know, I said, you know, that's about like uh, uh, kidnapping, right? It's, it's like Stockholm Syndrome. Stockholm Syndrome, Syndrome yeah. Stockholm Syndrome. Where you like force the person to fall in love with you. Yeah. I said, because I said, if, say, if we were to go, if we were to, you know, if this movie was to play out, right? And we go three months down the line, she's not having a good time. They're she's calling in the love, She's in love with a giant dog. Yeah. Like, that's kind of fucked up. Three months down the line, yo, they're calling the authorities. 
she's over here throwing shit around the house. She doesn't want to be in there anymore because now she realizes that she didn't really love this guy. She would she should have went with that other guy, <laughs> the guy who was who was the the cock with a walk, all around the town. Well, I forgot his name. I want to say Jafar Gaston. She should have went with that guy because with that guy, he he was the shit. But nah, you want to go with this dog guy who guy who smelled like wet dog. <laughs> Smells like wet dog, and he's got he's talking to like chandeliers and shit. You think that thing is sane? Come on now, come on now. But I'm just saying that's it's uh, Stockholm syndrome. All all those Disney shows. Can't wait till we do that Disney uh, what you call episode. I want to know who's gonna be like. Yeah, I want what. Yeah, I don't even know her name. What's her Belle. name? Belle. Come on, son. Because it's supposed to be French. It's supposed to be Belle's beauty. 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 Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I'm done. I don't know about you. <laughs> <laughs>Yes, I hope everybody enjoyed the episode. The song that you're listening to is We the People from a Tribe Called Quest, and this is actually the best part coming up. Uh, we don't believe you, cause we the people are still here in the rear, yo, we don't need you. You ain't killing off good young nigga move. Woo! Wait, what the fuck happened? It just started on its own. <laughs> it's that good. It's that good <laughs> that it just started up on its own. That is uh, one of the dopest tracks on the song on the album if you guys haven't heard it get it downloaded it's on all streaming platforms um we don't believe you oh hey uh, it's, it's just that good that i can't even speak right now uh this so this is a new album from tribe called quest this is probably like one of our favorite hip-hop groups if any for anyone who likes hip-hop everyone likes uh a tribe called quest yeah they performed this song recently live on saturday night live which was hosted by Dave Chappelle, and I think this was like one of the best SNL episodes. Yeah, man. In a while, in a long time, man. Dude, like the monologue. First good. of all, the the um, Hillary Clinton uh, oh, thing yeah. that they did before the show started was kind of strange because it was like a little emotional and yeah. it wasn't really funny. Yeah, and she was crying. A, they called it a cold open. Yeah, it was a, a cold, cold open. <laughs> there was no rehearsal for it. They just said, you know what, just go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Dave Chappelle's monologue got so much feedback on the internet, oh, and yeah. I did not see one negative feedback about it. No, I, like, saw, I didn't see any uh, negative feedback either, but um, I mean, yo, it was well put together. Yeah. And uh, and the fact that, did you watch it with commercials or no? No, I saw it without commercials because I saw it on your Hulu account. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. <laughs> yo, without commercials, SNL is hella better <laughs> it's hella better because because um it just like it doesn't take away from it that like there's no there's no time to to decompress it's like you're just watching it all you're just watching it all like boom at one skit after skit after skit and it it was to the point that as soon as it was finished i'm like yo they're already doing the end credits the fuck are you kidding me because i do like that end song that they play yeah. i forgot the name of it but um i really wanted to do I really wanted to do, uh, like, when we have the kickball game, I really wanted to get a shot 
of everybody at the end of the kickball game. Be like, all right, I like to thank everybody for coming out. And they play that song. I'm like, I like to thank everybody for coming out. This person, that person, and then everyone just starts clapping and, and, and hugging, clapping each, and other. hugging each other. You know, what? I might do that at the party on Saturday. Yeah, and then just put credits rolling. <laughs> just put credits. Yo, I'm gonna do that shit. I'm definitely gonna do that shit. I'm like, all right, everyone. I'd like to thank everybody for coming out. <laughs> it just <laughs> hear the trumpets and stuff. Cause yo, ever since I was a little kid, it was like, doesn't matter what episode of SNL was coming on. It was like as soon as that song plays, it's like, oh, it's over. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I always felt kind of like bad and shit, but um, yeah, I'm not gonna take away from uh, Tribe Called Quest. I've never seen them on an SNL before. I'm not sure if this is their first one, but this was told. This is the first time I've ever heard an SNL that was told like they said weeks in advance that oh yo, Dave Chappelle's gonna be on, and Tribe Called Quest is gonna be on it. Yeah, it was, it was like, like an event. Those, yeah, it was like holy shit. We were watching the fight. That's why we couldn't watch it. Yeah. And we actually when we were watching the fight, we were like oh damn. <laughs> Yeah, Dave we Chappelle. were actually bummed out. We were bummed out that we weren't watching SNL. Yeah, because we were like, damn, Dave Chappelle's going to be on SNL. But, um, you know, after all this all this fucking shit that we were seeing on the internet of the mm-hmm. election, I think that episode was exactly what everyone needed. It was like, yeah. it was like yo, you, you've been drinking beer all night. This is like your first glass of water to yeah. just cleanse yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. It was like... It was, it was much needed because especially if you're on social media heavy, like... Out of everything that uh, that was going on on social media with the elections and everything, because uh, t- I mean, on my feed it was kind of mixed. Like there were some people who were shocked. There were some people who were playing like they weren't shocked, but I know they were shocked because, uh, <clears throat> yo, I mean, there's the people out there who were like, oh, I didn't vote for her, but I'm surprised that she didn't win. But it just lets you know that um, what what uh, our president-elect did, what he did was just basically. Uh, he just shook up. He just shook up uh, the United States and just showed where we really were. And I mean, there's a lot of people who voted for for her because she won the. What did she win? She won the popular. Vote. She won the popular vote, but you know, it's like you're popular but not in all the right places. So, hey, it's that's the way things go. <laughs> that's the way things go. Uh, but. I'm looking forward to uh, to the art and the things that's going to happen. Um, I mean, you got to look forward to something because you just can't be like, well, I give up. Just because the person who you wanted didn't get office is like one of those, you're just going to give up? Nah, just got to keep on going. Yeah. Shit like this happen all the fucking time. I mean, I know people, uh, oh shit, we're millennials, but uh, people who are younger than us, like uh, let's say people who are or 13 like who are in their teens and stuff maybe they don't remember there being a time that the person who was in president was somebody who you didn't really favor but around that time all you could do is just work get your money do what you love be with the people that you love be, be with the people that you that you vibe with and stuff like that you gotta that's the only thing that you can do that's the only thing you have to do i mean shit make that shit mandatory do those things get your money do what you love. Be with the people that you love and like. Other than that, everything else can just stay by the wayside. And I'm guaranteed just these four years are going to go by real quick. Maybe eight years. I don't even know, man, because he, I mean, his campaign was just based off of just uh, craziness. But uh, 
Yo, he sang. He sung. To, he sung a song to a people who needed to listen to it, and he got those people. Hillary Clinton didn't do that. She. I I was wondering that same thing, man. Why didn't she go to all these other states and stuff? She she came to Miami. She came to Broward, but they already blew. Obama came here. Why wouldn't you go to like these rural places and just talk about this? It was just to me. They were both running campaigns that are just fucked up. You should never. I've never yo because. All my, I think I would tell you, all my uh, subscriptions, there's no commercials, no nothing. I don't watch commercials. So I never saw any of these slander ads that people <laughs> were talking about. But all I know is that people were saying, yo, they're talking mad shit to each other. That's yeah. all I'm hearing. Like, people, they're talking mad shit to each other. Yeah. And even, yo, I think we had that conversation before. It's like, yo, you don't do that kind of shit. Yo, you just talk about the subject. Yo, I'm going to change this. I'm going to change that. I'm going to change this other stuff. I remember being in high school, and the person who was running for a high school uh, president... They never did no slanders things towards the other person. All they did was just basically, well, I'm uh, I'm gonna put more vending machines or more. Uh, if you get a CSI, you're gonna have shorter days of CSI bullshit. It's like, all right, that's what's up, man. We don't don't talk shit about this other person. Talk about stuff that I that I need. I don't I don't care that you don't like this person. Tell me what you're gonna do for me, because at the end of the day. You don't know these people. All you want to know is what they're going to do for you. And that's it. And we're not even talking about movies anymore. And I'm gassy right now. <laughs> I'm really gassy. I'm over here burping up a storm. Hope everybody didn't hear that. But what song are we playing now? We're basically playing this whole tribe yeah, album. The, the whole album is just playing out. This is a solid wall of sound. Yes. And it's dope. And I've been Pat. And this is Kev. <laughs> And I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. See you next week. And don't act like a see you next Tuesday. Sound chicken, your ass is shaking up.